Welcome to the Let's Get Sensory podcast. My name is Kelsey and I'm an occupational therapist, sensory specialist, and ADHD. -er. If you're looking to up-level you and your kids' lives by learning how to live a sensory lifestyle to help with attention, anxiety, hyperactivity, and impulsivity, then you've come to the right place. So here we go. Let's get sensory. Welcome to our last day of Sensory Reset, of our three-day summer sensory challenge. And I saved the best for last for you today. I apologize. I know I kind of left you guys on a cliffhanger yesterday. Um, so really today we're going to wrap everything together and just like you're going to walk away today just having a much better understanding of how to actually strengthen our nervous system, how to strengthen our senses, how sensory therapy works. Like it's all just hopefully going to click and really make sense after today. So yesterday I kind of left off with like my personal sensory model, that three-part model, where I talked about the first part, the importance of just like meeting our sensory needs or meeting our kids' daily sensory needs, and I gave you that quick guide, those that step-by-step -step guide on how to do that. So you guys can watch the replay too, which will be up till tomorrow. Um, and then today we're going to talk about the second part, which is also strengthening, just overall strengthening our kids' nervous system and senses and how to do that. And then also the last part, which is making it a sensory lifestyle. So we're going to get into that today. And another thing we need to clear up from yesterday was talking about that big sensory contradiction. So talking about how there's so many kids that are just like a mix of everything that's sensory seeking, that's sensory sensitive, um, how you'll have kids who are very like tactile touch sensitive, so like our picky eaters, um, kids with maybe different clothing sensitivities, but the same kids that are also like love to get messy or like um, will like love to put things in their mouth and chew on different things. So we're going to explain why there's this big sensory contradiction in a lot of kids. So we need to kind of back up and I'm going to kind of dive deeper what we talked about in Sensory Reset. So like what actually happens when our senses aren't working smoothly? So pretty much we have all of those, like the sensory input around us. So like even right now, if you just look around the room at all like the visual sensory items, just like all the items around you. And then you also have all the touch senses coming in in your clothes, your feet, um, your seat underneath you, all of these different sensory inputs coming in constantly. And so then our senses then take all of that sensory input and then our nervous system sends it to our nervous system which then is going to make a decision to either activate fight or flight or to activate rest or digest. So fight or flight is like our sympathetic nervous system, and then that rest and digest state is like our more calm or parasympathetic nervous system. So this is the really important thing to know. A lot of people, when they think fight or flight, they think full-blown meltdown, or they think like very, when your child is very dysregulated, but fight or, fight or flight can be a lot more subtle. Like a lot of times it is a lot more subtle. So a lot of times when we get that sensory input and it sends it to our nervous system and our nervous system is looking to see like, okay, am I going activate, to activate fight or flight? A lot of times this will look more like subtle where just a couple examples like maybe before a meeting, like when you feel just like a little bit on edge or you're just like feeling a little bit stressed, like your body is in a little bit of that fight or flight state. Um, so it's not always that like very dysregulated state. A lot of times it can be more subtle. And so the other really important thing to know too is that everybody's fight or flight state looks very, very different. 
So fight or flight state includes so many different variations. It includes like shutting down, avoiding activities. Um, it includes just like daydreaming, even disassociating, like that kind of difficulty focusing. It can look like just being very hyper or just a little bit hyper, more impulsive. Um, it can look like just being more hyper alert. So think like sensory sensitivities when kids are just more hyper alert or like avoiding. That's just like a variation of fight or flight. So this is like the big reason behind that big sensory contradictions is because everybody's fight or flight state looks very different. And so, and then also it can also just like look more subtle. So like even just like little subtle sensory sensitivities and different things like that too. And so also what is happening, and this will also just kind of further explain that too. So when our senses like gets that information, triggers us into that fight or flight state, also what's happening in our brain is it is like decrease, there's this part of the brain that is in charge of like our um, higher level thinking, our learning, our cognition, our problem solving, our impulse control. So that kind of when our fight or flight state goes up, that kind of decreases. So that's going to lead to more of that sensory sensitivities, more to that dysregulation behaviors, because that higher level, higher level thinking is kind of um dimming or decreasing a little bit too. And so what happens when we spend long periods of time? So what happens when our senses aren't working smoothly and it's triggering us more so into these, you know, fight or flight states, even when it's just like subtly um, putting us into these fight or flight states. So what happens when we do too much of anything, our bodies become conditioned to it. So this is what I call and refer to as our like nervous system baseline. So when our kids, their senses aren't working smoothly and they are being triggered into this fight or flight more frequently, their nervous system baseline is going to go into more that that fight or flight is going to become more of their baseline. So when I talk about strengthening our kids' nervous system and strengthening our kids' senses, a lot of this is referring to lowering their nervous system baseline. So having them spend less time of um, spending in that fight or flight state, spending in that even subtle fight or flight state, and slowly lowering their nervous system baseline. Because when we see their nervous system baseline going down, that means that their nervous systems are getting stronger. Their senses are getting stronger. And so how do we do that exactly? So this is kind of... Um, going to look different from every child. So this is where during occupational therapy evaluations, during like the regulation evaluation that I do inside my courses, this is really looking to see what exactly is triggering um, our kids' bodies into that fight or flight state. So if you weren't hearing um, earlier, into that fight or flight state, which can look subtle, whether it's just like um, disassociating, difficulty focusing, or like avoiding tasks, it's not always that full-blown meltdown. So we're going to look to see what different sensory nervous system areas are triggering. And I'm gonna give you some steps at the end of how to start doing that too. And so the one thing, and this is really what makes sensory therapy like the most powerful, powerful therapy approach out there is because there's no other therapy approach, especially for ADHD kids that targets the nervous system like sensory therapy does. And especially like we learned in Sensory Reset, our nervous system um, impacts everything we do. So our sensory therapy works on really getting to the root. It's like that all-encompassing, 
like holistic kind of looking at all the different things, looking at the whole child, not just like trying to, you know, work on one specific behavior without getting to the root of the problem, which not saying that other therapies are bad. I love other therapies, even inside of Sensory Life Academy. I include like somatic therapy in there, which actually is like a little subversion of sensory therapy to me. It's like really focusing on like the interoception sense and like other therapies are, are good too. I'm not saying that, but in addition, kind of with sensory therapy too. I think sensory therapy is super, super, super important and kind of vital um, in sensory lifestyles for ADHD kids. And so the last part of my like three-part sensory model, so like meeting our kids' sensory needs, um, the second part was strengthening their senses, and then the last part is making it um, a lifestyle. So if you've ever heard of like the saying, um, use it or lose it, so I realized um, back when I first learned about sensory therapy and I was trying to apply it to help my own ADHD and seeing if it could help my own ADHD even as um, an adult. And I realized like, yes, after doing it, it definitely helped lower my baseline. But if I stopped doing certain things, I would see my baseline kind of creeping back up. And so... I realized that making it a sensory lifestyle is an extremely important puzzle piece and like component that often gets left out but is like so so important, um, especially for just ADHD kids, um, ADHDers, any neurodivergence, it's so so important. And so if you look at just like occupational therapy, when we send kids to occupational therapy, this is the really important part that gets left out, especially like when kids graduate from OT but kind of like forget to emphasize that these are things, still areas that we need to work on strengthening our nervous system like long-term. And it's not as hard as it sounds. Um, inside my course, we go over that part in like the graduation phase, but um, just regularly strengthening my nervous system. So instead of like not using it and losing it, like using it and like strengthening it and keeping up with it. So just a little bit to help you kind of understand this process a little bit more. Um, and of how to strengthen our nervous system and how I work on strengthening kids' nervous systems inside my online course, Sensory Life Academy. So a little bit what it looks like. So you start off and there's a really fun video that kind of like dives even deeper than we have in this four-part series and just like really letting you understand like everything, just like the big sensory model, um, how to strengthen, like we dive deep into that. And so you just start off the course with the really strong foundation of it. And then we go in, we do the regulation evaluation to like look at our goals, figure out exactly what is causing our kids regulation. Parents, if your kids are in OT, this is where you can go look at their evaluation that the OT has done write down those like main areas that you found in the evaluation it's all those areas that you know that we are targeting except for maybe fine motor skills that's also important but that's kind of like a sub piece um or like activities daily living but like the main areas a lot of those are the um, nervous system areas that your child needs to work on strengthening so then and just like a quick tip that you can do you can even go on pinterest and just like google or Google or Pinterest, you know, occupational therapy games, occupational therapy activities. Even if it's not, you know, you don't know exactly what those nervous system areas are, all of those occup occupational therapy games that you found are still good for a nervous system. They're all nervous system, like, strengthening activities that you can do at home, especially over the summer if you're just, like, looking for a fun activity. 
what to do, just like go Google like sensory OT, OT games. Go on Pinterest, Google sensory um, occupational therapy activities just to give you some ideas of fun things to do. And so back inside of Sensory Life Academy, what we do after we like really pinpoint what is triggering a child into that fight or flight state, even subtly, and what areas we really want to target, we then go and set goals for the program. So we talk and figure out exactly what areas that you, what specific sensory challenges or what areas that you would really like help with that I can support you and kind of guide you and walk you through inside the program. And then after that comes just like more quick but powerful, kind of like how I try to make these sensory lessons, just focusing on like the most important powerful things, just trying to keep it as simple as possible. And then also I give you lots of sensory tools inside of it. So I help you do a personalized kind of 10 minute sensory exercise. I have um, listening therapy in there, sensory meditations, weekly therapy activities that you can choose from. There is just like a lot of sensory strategies, sensory tools that I use with all of my kids and in my lessons. So there's just like a lot of different sensory tools that you can kind of pick and choose from and see what works best for like your routine, your child, what they like best. So I try to make it super practical, easy that you can kind of easy add into your routine. It's made for a very busy schedule. And so don't forget, doors close to Sensory Life Academy tomorrow. So if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I would love to have you, love to work with you. Um, you can just DM me, Sensory Life Academy, if you're interested and would like to talk more to see if this course is a perfect fit for you. You can go to the link in my bio to sign up and register today. Also, if you sign up today, you get a very special bonus. So you get my Sensory Supplement Guide. So these are very just like um, supplements to really work on, natural supplements to really work on strengthening our kids' nervous system. All of these are supplements that I take um, regularly to support my own ADHD and nervous system and everything. But thank you guys so much. I had so much fun with you guys. Um, I'll definitely be doing live more often. This was so much fun. But thank you guys. I'll see you guys soon.